0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the It's a Crime O'Clock Somewhere podcast. This is episode 117. Today I'll be talking about a murder that is technically unsolved, even though the victim's family has their suspicions about who has committed the crime. My sources for today's episode are an episode of Unsolved Mysteries, Volume 3, Episode 3, titled Body in Bags, RadioTimes.com, Grunge.com, Netflix.com, Newsweek.com, and The Cinemaholic. And as usual, all of my sources will be linked in today's show notes. I do want to put a listener's discretion out there because this case does talk about murder and dismemberment. 911, what's your emergency? Hi, uh, this is Deidre with Hancock County ODOT. And uh, our guys are out bowing on 75. And came across a weird-looking sleeping bag, and there's something in it that's tied up. The spot where they found this sleeping bag, it's a row of pine trees along Interstate 75. I walked up and picked the bag up, and realized that it was something heavy. In, the- in October 2018, on Ohio Interstate 75. About 50 miles from the Michigan border, a weird-looking sleeping bag, as it was described in the episode, was found near a row of pine trees just off of Ohio Interstate 75. It was heavy and thought to be a dog that someone had discarded off the side of the road. The police were called in to examine the sleeping bag and contents inside. An Ohio State trooper had to do a double-take because he saw what looked like a foot. The lower parts of the body, including the legs and buttocks, were found inside. The remains were later identified as those belonging to David Carter, a 39-year-old. He seemed to have things planned for his future. From the home videos that were shown in this episode, he seemed really fun and funny. His dad said he could be serious too, and he was close to his entire family. David worked at a manufacturing plant, but he also had his own side business, a clothing company called Lavish Habits Unlimited. David also had a son named DJ and was very involved in his son's life. David and DJ's mother, Samia, were on and off for about 14 years. Even after their breakup, they remained close and co-parented it. After the breakup, David did have a few girlfriends here and there. But in March 2018, he started dating a new girlfriend named Tammy Wilson, and he introduced her to his family. They had gone to high school together and reconnected at a friend's birthday party. Tammy worked full-time at a hospital and she also had twins, a boy and a girl, who were 18 at the time. Tammy was described as bubbly, especially when she was in high school. David's friends found it odd that he and Tammy were dating, but everyone wanted the best for David. David's son, DJ, said they were inseparable and even thought they would get married someday. Tammy was described as very obsessive. If they had family gatherings, Tammy would watch David very closely. On September 30th, 2018, a Saturday, Tammy and David had been dating for about six months. DJ was getting ready to spend the night at David's. Samia received a text message from David that day and said he wasn't feeling well and wasn't sure what was wrong with him. DJ also texted his dad and received the same answer that he was sick. DJ still went over to David's because he had some things he needed to pick up. When he arrived, he saw Tammy taking out the garbage DJ said Tammy ran to the apartment door when she saw him approaching. DJ went up to the apartment, but the door was locked. He found that to be odd because Tammy had just seen him. DJ had a key, and David's bedroom door was closed. Tammy also had closed his bathroom door. DJ said he at least wanted to say hi to his dad, but Tammy said David had gone out for a walk. David had just claimed to be sick, so DJ thought it was very strange, but he left. The next day, Sunday... David didn't show up for work, and by Tuesday, David still hadn't shown up for work, which was unusual. David's sister tried to call his phone, but it went to voicemail. She also called Tammy, and Tammy claimed that she hadn't talked to him since Sunday. David's family went over to the apartment, and David's car was still in the parking lot. The apartment door was unlocked, which was unusual as he always had it locked. David's sister called their dad and Samia. David's apartment was in disarray, and David was a neat freak. Underneath the bed, they found a large red stain, and the bed had clearly been moved as they could see the indentations from where the bed had once been. Samia pulled up the comforter and found more blood on the mattress. There was also a hole at the top of the mattress and a hole in the closet door. After finding what appeared to be a bullet hole, they left the apartment, and they filed a missing persons report with the Melvindale, Michigan Police. The Melvindale police went to David's apartment to tape it off as a crime scene. They also checked the surrounding areas and dumpsters for any clues. David's sister reached out on social media for help and asked if anyone had seen David. On that Tuesday night, she also called Tammy and asked where David was, but Tammy said she didn't know and didn't seem too concerned about him being missing. On October 1, 2018, the remains in the sleeping bag had been found one day before David was reported missing. The police suspected that the remains had been on the side of the road for a few days and were checking missing per- missing persons reports in the area. The medical examiner had the lower portion of the remains and she could tell that the male victim was either black or biracial. His inseam measured 36 inches, which meant that the victim was really tall and David was very slender and tall. On the victim's lower leg, the medical examiner found a tattoo of a pit bull with red eyes, and the photo was sent to the Melvindale police. Tammy had been the last one to see David alive. A few weeks before David was killed, he had gone to the movies with his female cousin. His cousin drove, and when they returned to the apartment, all of his tires had been slashed. David's sister said David believed it had been Tammy and that Tammy had been mad that she hadn't been invited to the movies. David's sister believed that David had broken up with Tammy and that she couldn't take the breakup. She told the police to look into Tammy. On October 5, 2018, Tammy was arrested, but it was short-lived because Tammy was released a few days later. The investigation was still ongoing because they didn't have enough evidence against her. On October 10th, 2018, more of David's remains were found along I-75. This was two days after Tammy was released. The second set of remains were found in a small duffel bag with red straps. It was David's head wrapped in a grocery bag, and one of the bags was tied under his chin. On October 16th, the final set of remains were found in a multicolored suitcase with flowers on it. The remains were wrapped in a comforter. It was the upper torso, arms, hands, and fingers. The cause of death was a gunshot wound to the head. The gunshot was just under the earlobe and the exit wound was at the top of the head, and it was close range. There were also no other injuries or defensive wounds on David's body. David's toxicology report showed that he had an histamine in his system. Days after David had disappeared, text messages had been sent from his phone, which were actually Tammy. It's believed that Tammy had dismembered David so that she could move his body. The medical examiner determined that an average kitchen knife had been used to cut David's body and that Tammy had also cleaned up the apartment and scattered his remains along I-75. Months and holidays passed and Tammy was still out on the streets. David's family had learned that Tammy fled the area in October 2018 and a manhunt was underway for her. David's family made a plea for her to turn herself in. An arrest warrant was issued for first-degree homicide, dismemberment, tampering with evidence, and felony firearm. The murder weapon had never been recovered. On October 16, 2018, Tammy had been seen in Ann Arbor, Michigan. She had made a few cash withdrawals from an ATM. She was also on surveillance footage eating dinner at a restaurant. She stayed at a hotel and took a train out on October 17 October to Chicago, She was last seen checking into the Neptune Hotel in New York. Tammy was described as the master of disguise. She would post photos on social media and some days had blonde hair, some days brunette hair. She had been seen in wigs or short hair with braids. She also had a distinctive rose tattoo on her shoulder, and some believe she may have gotten covered it up. Since David's disappearance and murder, David's mom has since passed away. She was diagnosed with cancer shortly before David's death, and David's death really hit her hard. She stopped going to her cancer treatments and died of a broken heart, as her family describes it. Tammy clearly really messed up the wrong family. I have no doubts that David's family will continue to fight for justice and until Tammy is caught. I really hope Tammy is caught and whoever is helping her realizes that they are in the wrong by helping her. My book recommendation for this week is Perfect Little Lives by Amber and Danielle Brown. On Asher Lane, some secrets are worth killing for. Simone's mother was murdered when she was 13. When her father was convicted, everything changed. Overnight, Simone went from living in a wealthy white neighborhood to scraping by. Ten years later, Simone has given up on her dreams and lives a quiet life, writing book reviews and getting serious with her boyfriend. But with a true crime documentarian living... Hounding her for a scoop ends a encounter with her childhood next-door neighbor, Hunter. The past seems set on haunting her, and after Hunter reveals that his father and her mother had a year-long affair, Simone is determined to find out who really killed her mother. Simone is convinced that all evidence points to Hunter's father, a renowned judge who had everything to lose if his affair and his love child came to light. Playing the game from all sides, Simone enlists Hunter's help in her investigation into his family, whether he realizes it or not, but is she so desperate for closure that she'll risk imploding her carefully rebuilt life? I always feel connected to a character that is a writer. I really related to Simone because she's a book reviewer. While I am not a documentarian, Hunter was also an interesting character. I do enjoy true crime and writing, just like these two. Simone is stunned to learn that her mother had an affair and vows to learn everything she can about who really killed her mom. I give this book an 8 out of 10. Please subscribe to my blog, follow me on Instagram and Twitter, email me at it's Crime O'Clock somewhere at gmail.com, buy me a coffee, and please leave me a 5 star rating and review. I have received a couple not so great reviews. Um, I understand if this is not your cup of tea, but if this isn't, then listen to another podcast that's it's just as simple as that so thank you i'll be back next week with an all-new case and book recommendation and remember it's crime o'clock somewhere